Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Keep What's Yours, Jeff. You wrote the book. Yes. We do the show. Yes. And you can be found in your offices uh, Monday through Monday. Yes. Sometimes. (laughs) It seems like Monday through Monday out there in Ellisville if people want to come in and chat with you. Now, we're going to talk about a bunch of things today. Um, Personal property tax. I know I just paid my bill. Uh, what's that all about? How does that work? We talked about shadow stats before the holiday, yes. and that is the – seems like it's the true inter, uh, it's, it's, inflation yes. rates. <laughs> it's not sugar-coated by no means. Yeah, and um, we'll talk more about small businesses and what to do with interest rates and then a checklist for me, for you, That's for right. individuals. Everybody. As we're getting ready to kind of – Head into 2023, but have to pay the taxes for 2022. Now, I'll just mention Jeff can be found at 636-394-5524. That's your phone number. Yes, it is. They can call it right now. You won't answer because you're on the air. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Leave me a message. I'll call you Monday morning. (laughs) Leave a message. We'll call you back Monday morning and just set up an appointment and see what Jeff has to say. We're going to talk and you'll hear what he has to say today. But if you want to kind of hone it down to your yeah. own personal you know and what do i do when i when i come to the meeting i bring two years tax returns two years tax returns um any st- financial statements that you have um brokerage statements bank accounts anything that you think is relevant 401k statements um pension plans a couple of uh, um, paycheck stubs paycheck stubs bring all that with you and we'll start to kind of uh, digest that and put it into a, a legible plan yeah we'll and i've always I've always asked you, I'm like, if I bring some of this stuff with me, can you just eyeball it and say, well, you know, one of the things is you're not withholding enough. Exactly. That's yeah. kind of, we'll, we'll look at it again. It's kind of off the cuff without really calculating, you know, I'll say it's, you know, kind of generic, mm-hmm. but and, yes. And we can mention this cause it's my wife and, uh, you know, our finances are tied together. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as her 401k, what they've got it in is a, a very um, a conservative. Exactly. And for, for her age, she can assume the risk because she has the, the time out there. The time in the market is your friend. No matter what takes place, ups and downs going forward, time in the market will help. And since we are young and in our 40s, you kind yeah. of took a peek at it and you said, well, this could be, you know, the rate of return on this is way too conservative exactly. for your age group. Yeah. Uh, and with her consent, you know, we'll we'll. Adjust and adjust it, and maybe even if you're still kind of saying, "Hmm, I'm I'm still concerned on what I see in the open markets today," you could you could split the difference, keep half of it there maybe, and put the other half out into something just a little bit more aggressive. Now I like to gamble, Jeff. (laughs) Okay, you know me, so I'm like the riskier the better. That's right. You know, let's put it in FTX, Bitcoin. (laughs) You know all that. 
uh, fun stuff, which we've talked about. Yes. Uh, he's back in the news today because he was he's talking to doing the entire circuit, oh, which is George crazy. Stephanopoulos. I'm like so, nervous for him. Exactly. The funny part, though, is this is everybody I've read all this stuff on him. And they're saying, oh, he gave all this money to the Democratic Party and blah, blah, blah. And he was the second biggest donor under George Soros to the White House. The funny part is he admitted uh, last week that he gave his money to the Republican Party was done through a PAC. So it's it's dark money, dark pool. Nobody knows where it came I, from. I hate and the dark like, money. I think man. it's ridiculous. So, And somebody but, asked him, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you come out and say that you gave to both sides? And he's like, well, I don't want the Democrats to get mad at me, so we did it through a PAC. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. But then he probably told the PAC, you know, hey, this is my money. So well, yeah. if I ever need your help. So the funny part is now both sides of the aisle, people should be writing checks back um, to a fund or something. To I mean, They're bankrupt, basically. So yeah. people lost millions, if not billions of dollars on it. So. And the way that it's coming out, you call it a, pon- a classic yeah. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> they were taking money from FT. Like if I put money in and I say I want to buy Bitcoin, they were taking my money and using it to pay off debts somewhere else. from somewhere else. Yeah. And that is your classic Ponzi scheme. To a T. Taking my money to pay someone else. Yes. Uh, And that's just not how it's supposed to be working. No, not at all. Now, Bohemian, you know, uh, charter for the company, they're not really reaching out just yet to to kind of grab them. Anybody else would probably be extradited and drug back to the States already. But he gets to do the talk circuit, so. Where is he? Is he? He's in Bahamas is where he's at. Well, that's where he says he's at. Oh. When he did the with the, the interview with George, and he did one for uh, CNBC the other day, too. And tell me this. Tell me this. He's He's got billions of dollars in a crypto fund, and uh, he said that he never thought about uh, a risk assumption. Yeah, that that defense won't go far. <laughs> I mean, he said, "Well, maybe if I thought an hour a day about yeah. about uh, it mitigating would, risk, happened. it's like what? That's part of your job, right? I mean, it's that easy." So. But he's the CEO, and when money goes out the door, surely he knows. You would assume so, right? So, but so, well, we'll see how this pans out. And he's taken uh, two others down with him in the process, so. Uh, we'll see how far this collateral damage goes out over over the next couple of weeks. Right. Well, it's funny. Uh, Larry David did a commercial yeah. during the Super Bowl, <laughs> and he said, "You know, uh, I'm not interested, and I'm never wrong about these things." And they throw show Larry David yep. through history, yeah, uh, saying no to to what ended up being great ideas. Yeah. But uh, the I- ironic thing is, he said, "I think I'll pass," and yeah. that might have been the right choice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> after all, yes. after all. Um, so let's talk today. Um, we are in the beginning of December. Yes. And technically, we we have just kind of left um, the the month of, uh, what was it, security, kind of a, awareness yes, month. Yes, it was like the fraud and security awareness fraud month. Fraud awareness month. Yes. November is fraud awareness month. Yep. But this week, specifically, is National Tax Security Awareness yes. Week. Day six. Quite a, yeah, quite a mouthful and everybody's celebrating. Yes. You know, everybody, the kids are off school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Hopefully all this they don't stuff. get a day off. But the idea is that National Tax Security Awareness Week, what is the biggest thing for us as individual filers? So as an individual filer, what you want to do is you want to get a PIN number. And basically it's go to the irs.org or .gov. 
and you're going to request a PIN number. Now, the funny part is they will send you, they will mail you by snail mail a six-digit code. Um, if you if you file jointly, they'll send one for you, one for your wife or vice versa. Um, if you're single, they'll just send you one. That code has to be put on your tax return and has to coincide with your Social Security number. Otherwise, that return will never go through the IRS. Six-digit PIN number. PIN number. Has to be submitted with your filing. Yes. If I get one uh, and my wife gets one, we have separate ones, but we have to put both of them on there. And they don't work. So a PIN number that you got for 2022 does not work in 2023. It's per calendar year. Per calendar year, per um, So you'll need one coming here. Yeah, in January. Now, the funny part is it's the IRS. So they're saying, hey, you need this PIN number, but you can't get the PIN number until January 9th. Okay. January 9th, 2023. And technically, we can't really even start filing. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Sometime uh, second week of January, first week of January, the IRS will come along and say first day to actual e-file will be, I think last year we were February 4th or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But typically, it's the last couple of days of January. Um, so you can't even e-file until then. But again, you need your W-2s. W-2s don't start getting, I say, calculated, printed, and mailed till January. Yeah. So you and, know what everybody earned for this year. <laughs> and last year you uh, warned us don't do your taxes too too early. Exactly. Because you might get something in the mail that said, oh, you know, that, you know, that crypto fund we've, that you Yeah, we've in. corrected it. Or, yeah. hey, we sent you this, but we didn't mean Your to. E-trade yeah. statement doesn't even come until mid-February. Exactly. Exactly. So, so and not to say the, 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 the wait, if you know for a fact that you don't have a brokerage statement you're waiting for, no K-1s. I got one job. I got no investments. Then you're good to go. When yeah. you get your W-2, you can do it. And typically in those cases, where you have just W-2 and you don't have anything else, you could do it for the free file for the IRS. I mean, it's it's a great thing. And here's the tax guy saying, here's, here's a free way of doing yeah. it. But how many people fall into that bucket where they have one job, they've got no dependents, they... There's a handful, but, but I mean, typically it's a younger person, you know what I mean? So, again, if you're younger, you're a little bit more tech-savvy. Um, and, and it's easy to do it. But then once you jump over, I don't know what the, the income factor is for this year, um, but if you jump over the income factor and or you have even a 1099 from the bank, you can't you can't do the, e, the free e-file from yeah. the IRS. And uh, when we go and talk to you, I, I told you that uh, for the longest time, my sister was doing my taxes for mm-hmm. me. She's yes. got an advanced college degree in math and, you know, yes. she uh, has a small business and all this yeah. stuff. And then uh, and then I got married mm-hmm. and then she kept doing them. And then we bought a condo down in Gulf Shores and yeah. started running a, a kind of a, a Airbnb type renting it out yes. business. And then at that point she said, look, this is too <laughs> – this is too complicated. Yes. I had a son. She's yeah. like, I'm out. Yep, I'm you done. have to go find a real That's right. person to do your to taxes. Do exactly. Because once life starts becoming life, exactly. our it taxes starts, get a little bit harder. Exactly. They get a little harder and there's little stuff that if you don't know what you don't know, you know, there's no harm. You just overlook some stuff. So that's the problem. And And that little stuff that you overlook, one, might clog up your tax return. Yes. It might hold it up. Yep. The machine... You know, we file it, e-file, it should... Hopefully 2022 goes a lot smoother because the issue in the past, um, and it drives us nuts as preparers, every CPA out there um, is like, 
you get this notice from the IRS and it says that there was a math error on your tax return. Well, it's not a math error. It's that the stimulus check amounts did not match up to what the IRS said. They right. Did. And so technically, yes, it is a math error, but it's <laughs> it's not like, you know, we couldn't figure out how to add up two plus two. Right. But they know what they gave you, but you're on your honor or you were on your honor to make sure that you recorded it identically. And we talk about that all the time. Yeah. How come if they know what I'm supposed to be paying? Why are they I'm, asking? Yeah. Why, well, why don't you do the math and see well, if it matches? You're trying to catch me in a lie? So the reason they're doing is there's some people who didn't get that credit, who didn't file for whatever reason, and now they're filing and they can say, hey, I didn't get it, so I get it in my refund now. So. It's kind of a double-edged sword, but that's we don't we don't have that in 2022. So hopefully, stimulus it goes on. is done. Yeah, you done. know, it should be a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Should be cleaner, right? <laughs> so, but if you do uh, some fat finger math through no fault of your own, oh, yeah. I'm not good at math. Yeah. Uh, so if I try to do my own taxes and I don't know everything that that there is to know about filing individual yes. and joint uh, tax returns, uh, it could get clogged up in the machine. Yes. Or worst of all. I could be paying more money in taxes yes. <laughs> than what I have to. Than what you legally are, ob- are obligated, obligated to. to. And that's where you really come yes. in and save the day is because you know the tax code. I don't. So I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'll check this box. I'll check that box. You know, close yep. my eyes and hope for the best. <laughs> but there are definitely things mm. that we can be doing throughout yes. the year. Uh, at the end of the year, sometimes it's a little too late. Yeah. You know, what's done is done. 2022 is in the books. We have know. a, what, a four-week window right now? Three and three-quarter week right. window to get anything that you need done for 2022 accomplished. Yeah. Maybe so. I can, um, you know, change my withholding for the next month and yeah. push a bunch more money into my 401k exactly. or whatever. Exactly. So even things from now, December's always slow. Slowest yep. month of the year you know, when it comes to business, except if you're, you know... Selling Christmas trees. Exactly. As I say, (laughs) selling Christmas trees. Yeah. Yeah. Your busiest time of year. Uh, But it's always kind of slow, but there's still more things that can be done. Yes. So don't think that that your tax situation is set in stone now, 11 months in. Well, you know. There's tiny stuff that you could do. And again, it's not... It's not one thing that you're going to do. It's it's a series of stuff that you do on a tax return that helps you as you go forward. And we didn't know anything about FSAs. I rarely, I don't know much about HSAs. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we came to you, it was all, you know, it, I'm completely in the dark. Yeah. But now that we've talked to you, I said, well, I qualify for an FSA. That's right. Uh, we could do a health savings account if we mm-hmm. wanted to. And now I'm starting to get some money left in my pocket where the federal government (laughs) said, Josh must have talked to a tax professional because (laughs) they've rung the bell. (laughs) Yeah. He's using the tax code to his benefit. Now I always say that the tax code is written for corporations and businesses. You, you always stop me and say, well, hang on. It is, but there's, there are little scraps out there for us, little things (laughs) in there for us. And if we don't know about it, I mean, you know, they don't uh, submit the tax code and, and the next day, Ann Wagner's not calling my house no. saying, can I talk to Josh, please? Yeah, Josh, we need to talk. <laughs> Corey Bush isn't calling. Blaine no. Lutgemeyer nope. isn't calling me up saying, can I speak to the head of the household, which I'd hand the phone to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, they're not telling us that this stuff exists, exists. the stuff that they passed that is pertinent to my tax situation. 
They're not letting us know. And again, to their defense, to a small degree, it's more so the aides that are writing these bills. Right. Um, I mean, they have the concept. The aides do it. Go, hey, take this and go get it approved. But there's so. the 350 million people in this country. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what percentage of, you know, 270 million people are, are tax age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's not like they can get on the phones and talk to each one of us individually. No, it's impossible. They put it out there um, it, from a, a some type of, uh, I mean, we get all kinds of crazy stuff that comes in from books that are sent to us that will really – It'll make your eyeballs roll back in your head if you start reading some of these things to online seminars to, I mean, in-person seminars are back now where they actually go through, here's a tax law, do, 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 the whole thing. Um, and then you got to take that and apply it to each individual as right. you go forward. So, But even if, if you told me, uh, which we do on this show all the time, that there's flex spending accounts out yeah. there for your kids' schooling, mm-hmm. I'm still like, well, that's a great idea. Yeah. But how, how in I, the world do you do it? Yeah. How do I implement it <laughs> yes. into my life? You know, the book that you put out is very digestible. Keep what's yours. You can go to the website, capitaladvisorygrp.com, and in the top right corner, click the button that says, give me my free book. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you can take a look at the book, and not every page, uh, some pages are for small businesses, yeah. some pages are for S-Corps, and some pages are for individuals. I can earmark the pages that I say, well, this looks like it fits my exactly. tax situation and then bring it to you and say, how do we yeah. put this, how does this apply to into me? motion? Or can this apply to me? Yeah. And then we go from there. So the tax code is what it is. Yes. <laughs> it's just up to us to try to interpret it the old-fashioned way. I go to the library. I request the tax code. Good luck on that. I don't even know if they're doing the, the paper forms anymore. They don't even have them at the library I don't think anymore. they do it anymore. They go they're, online. Yeah, I think you, they want you to go online, and even then you could print them, but you'd have to go form by form with the IRS. Imagine how much uh, paper I'd have to go through to print out. A bunch, out the, yeah. Uh, and then I'd have to determine which parts of the tax code pertain to yeah. me. And here I am sitting trying to read the tax code on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> or you can find a tax professional yes. like Jeff Zufall. He is senior tax strategist. He is wealth advisor. He can look at my account and, and hit me from both sides. Uh, Josh, what are you doing for retirement? Yes. And how can your uh, yearly tax situation and future tax situation mm-hmm. help you keep more of your money? Exactly. You find someone like Jeff and he can sit down and kind of implement all of this stuff. For you. 636-394-5524. Capital Advisory Group, Jeff Zufall. The show is Keep What's Yours. Get your National Tax Security Awareness Week PIN number. <laughs> Get the PIN number from the IRS. Yes. So you do all this stuff ahead of time and you say, man, 2023 is going to be a banger year. Yes. You know, uh, for me and my tax return, because I went and saw Jeff. <laughs> You know, last yeah. April and said, yeah. you know, help me, give me what Josh has. Yeah, the Josh uh, plan. The Josh plan. Trademark. <laughs> right. Uh, and then all of a sudden someone steals your identity. Yeah. <laughs> and your tax return gets sent off to the wrong person and you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Get the PIN number. Call Jeff. Get an appointment on the calendar. 2022, there is still a month left. Oh, yeah. To try to, to kind of put stuff together for year end. So push some money in, in different directions and try to make your... Uh, tax time a little bit easier. And uh, the best part is what do we do for 2023? And that's the next step. Uh, get 22 corralled or figured out the best you can and then start looking at 2023 going my, forward. My problem, uh, and and this is what happened when we went to you, is you did our taxes 
And then we met up again in May to go over what we had. I only had seven months Mm -hmm. of Jeff's advice to put in motion. Yes. When there's 12 months. In a year. In a year. (laughs) So we only capped 1,200 bucks using our FSA. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this coming year, you know, we're going to try to make sure that that's more like 2000 or $2,400. Yes. So Millions getting a full of year's worth <laughs> of, of, of keeping what's mine in my pocket. So have someone like Jeff, if not Jeff, then uh, I got another guy. His name's Jeff. <laughs> they have the same last name. Have Jeff. Look at your stuff for you. Have them take first crack at it. 636-394-5524. Call them and say, give me the Josh plan. Because I tell you right now, we kept twelve hundred bucks. That's right. Last year, we're looking to keep a little bit more this year, and then say, "Here's my situation. Tell me what more we can be doing." Because exactly. If you're not using the tax code to your benefit, you're, you're throwing money out the window. You're giving the yes. government money that you could otherwise keep. Exactly. And that's it. Keep what's yours. Are you happy with that? <laughs> Do you like that scenario? I don't mind paying taxes. Yeah. I say this all the time. Just not excessive amounts of tax. I'm just not going to pay more than what I legally have to. Exactly. And there are ways that the government has written into the tax. I'm not cheating the government. Not at all. I'm not cheating my community even. Not at all. This stuff is written in the tax code and they just never told us about it. Yes. All right. Let's go to commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk about shadow stats. Um, these are uh, historic times when it comes to inflation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it might, uh, boots on the ground, uh, your shopping cart wheels yes. <laughs> in the aisle, it might actually be worse than, yes. yeah, <laughs> than what the Fed is, is, is letting on. So we'll tell you about what shadow stats are, the Chapwood Index, what the real inflation numbers look like when it comes to my bank account and my bill yes. at the grocery store or at the pump. It's Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com, 636-394-5524. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the Big 550, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. Jeff Zufall is Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com is the website. Phone number 636-394-5524. And in the break there we were talking, I still have one last thing of lights to put up. (laughs) You still haven't gotten a tree yet. No, I need a tree. Are you getting you? But you're getting a real tree. Real tree, hopefully. Mm. So real tree, drag it in, stick it in the stand, water it, and I'm done. Who's gonna uh, Who's gonna dress the tree? Then my daughter, she dresses it. So yeah, yeah. What do they call that? The, the decorating the tree. It's she's an interior design. Student, oh, okay. So yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah. Deck the tree. Deck the tree. Yeah. Um, we got a, a real tree one time. We were renting in U City. And, uh, you know, a month later, we take all the stuff off and I drag it out. Three years later, we finally move out of that apartment. And as I'm cleaning up, I'm still finding needles oh, yeah. in the cracks yep. underneath the door jams here. Yep. You know, it's like, man, it, uh, if it's not watered, it will. Uh, we've had one. either I left it too long yeah. 
or these things are just you know needle factories. The funny part was one year, I didn't. I don't know where we got it from. They didn't cut the the end of the the stump off, so it was you know from when they cut the tree down. And so apparently, what you're supposed to do is you take a chainsaw and just whack nice it one fresh more time, cut, fresh yeah. cut, and it'll suck water. Um, we didn't do that. We just stuck it in there, um, and like a week later, the tree was dead as a doornail. So uh. we had to drag it out and. Chuck it uh, two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I worked at a hardware store, and I remember every tree that we would we would put it in the thing to kind of get the netting on it. Exactly. Uh, and then, then the guy, cut you know, the older guy, because we were teenagers, yeah. they didn't trust us with chainsaws. We'll get the little chainsaw and just yeah. wham, you know, whack off just a little bit, exactly, just a little bit off the off. Well, the, apparently, the back ours end. that year they didn't do that, so I kept yep. pouring water into it. And, you know, on a tree, the first like I guess day or two days. It'll probably drink a half a gallon or yeah. a gallon of water. It didn't do anything. And I kept pouring water in there, and I was like, ooh, it's not going anywhere. That's an issue. And it was too late. It was already dressed. And I wonder how many go. people uh, had dead trees that year. Uh, maybe a bunch that got it from that lot because yeah. nobody cut it. <laughs> um, well, make sure that you, if you buy a real tree that they give it one cut. Yes, and water. Water, and, water, yeah, water, 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 water. <laughs> All right, let's talk about inflation. Where are the numbers at today? Do we know? So we're 6.6 is where we're sitting today. So it's come that down. feels... It's starting to come down a bit. Better. So, um, Fed next week, this upcoming week, will raise rates. The, the Kind of the, the consensus is a half a point this time. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 6.6%. Mm-hmm. That is over what we paid for things last year. Yes, so the so longer this still, drags yeah, on, still out there. I mean, it's so yeah. if we get to next May mm-hmm. and it's still at you know six percent, yeah. But that's on top of the nine percent the previous May, exactly. Well, on top of whatever. Exactly. So as long as that number is still over zero, yeah, we're paying more than what we did. Not not so much over zero, but are in the two percent. The, okay. the Fed's the normal Fed's inflation is two two and a half, and they okay. haven't really veered from that too much. Um, and they're they're saying that, you know, you say, hmm, okay, we've raised rates. Um, you know, we're now, I mean, mortgage rates are probably seven-ish, you know, give or take. Um, expectation is maybe eight, nine before the end of the year. Um, you know, and that's what they use to kind of get inflation taken care of. But it won't go away quickly. It's going to take a while for it to actually knock down inflation. So Fed raises rates next week another half. They pause hypothetically to see what they did or didn't do and how it's working because they're data dependent. Um, so maybe February, maybe March. Um, they either go on another tangent if it didn't work. Um, but what we've seen is fuel prices have come down. Oil prices have come down. Um, part of that is the feds gave Chevron the ability to go out and drill, I believe it's Venezuela, um, they can start drilling in Venezuela and import the oil back to the United States. And so the question is, why don't they just start drilling in you know, West Texas or something right. like that? Why don't they drill but, in the U.S.? Yes, but that's a whole nother, nother topic. So that's the supply chain is now picked up from the oil. So that will kind of help a ton from oil prices. And oil is part of the equation of inflation. So, 
Well, we look at it. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Shadow stats. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to kind of we kind of I touched on both of them, but I really didn't get that deep into who they are and what they do. So shadow stats, and then the Chapwood Index. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about first shadow stats. What what is this? So if if anybody if economic understands this, um, if you don't deal in economics, it, you go huh. But basically, up until about nineteen eighty two ish, three ish. The, the way that the Fed reported inflation was wide open. And in the 80s, it got to where it was, you know, 18 percent. So they said, hey, we need to adjust this. And so the Fed now has some adjustments, which inflation is X food and oil, typically. So, so, so inflation minus food and oil. Exactly. And we talked about this last time. That that seems counterintuitive because what am I spending most of the my money most on? Is food Gas and oil. for my car, <laughs> food for my car, exactly. food for me. Yeah. So, so so this guy basically his name's Walter Williams took where the Fed stopped in the eighties and he's continued that on going forward. So it's the real real numbers out there. So um, I can you know I can see that six point six percent inflation rate. Okay. Well, if, but, you, if you go look at his website, you'll be stunned on the numbers that you see. Because, uh, you know, you go to the grocery store. BuzzFeed did this. They said, this yeah. is what it cost me uh, in 2020 to buy yeah. all of these things. Here's what it would cost me today. Exactly. And we're, we were looking at 18%. Yeah. These are groceries. And, That's, and, why, <laughs> right. That's why I say if you look at the unadjusted inflation number, 6.6 is naive. Um, seriously. And it's shadowstats.com. Um, it's been out there for a while. But he's just taken off. And, and where the Fed's adjusted it in the 80s for high inflation, he's just taken it on from there going forward. Do you, did the Fed do that because they knew that if they incorporated the numbers of food and oil? It would be uh, I mean, gas and 20, oil. I mean, in the 80s, it would have been 25 percent. And that would have scared everybody. Scared everybody. And, so they, they did an adjustment to the inflation factor and adjusted it basically. And it looked a little little tamer. Um, a little bit more uh, uh, accommodating, if you want to call it that. So what's included in in that uh, inflation minus food and oil? I mean, pillows and makeup? Everything, and yeah. I mean, there's a whole from like everything that you would purchase. Everything but. Everything but food yeah. and oil. Um, and there, there's been a little a couple of minor adjustments as we've gone forward. But um, And then the other one that we kind of – I kind of slurred them all together – is the Chapwood Index, um, and that's a guy named, and I'm going to mess his name up, it's Ed Borowski. Um, and what he did was he expanded on what the Walter Williams did um, for shadow stats. He expanded on it. Now, what this is is where they go across the country, and on a predetermined date, they give, uh, I think it's 50 different cities, they give them a list of stuff to go buy every day. And everybody has to buy it on the same day. And then he is actually doing a true, true cost of living um, so, oh, well, because on on December first, if you two thousand twenty one, yeah, all these people went shopping and brought the, back their receipts. Brought back their receipts for Ed Borowski, exactly, and, and then, then he compiled them together. And on said, December first, twenty twenty two, yes, buy this same list of groceries and then compares them side by side. Exactly. And what is he finding? Um, sky high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, afraid you were going to uh, say Last that. time I looked at it, it was like 18.8, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say the 6.6 six, and you hear, and again, you know, not to say that White House says, hey, you know, we're, we're good, everything's fine. 
No, it's not. I mean, go to a grocery store. Go put. I mean, gas has come down, so right. we'll, we'll give them credit. I can on that. understand if they took gas out of the equation because so many different things. There's a hundred different. I mean, something could gas prices. A, a storm in the Gulf could affect, could affect the, gas prices you know, because they say, oh well, you know, we had to pump oil back up to the Midwest to have it refined, and because there was a heavy wind in the Gulf, it you know. Crazy stuff like that. A so, war in Ukraine. War in Ukraine. Uh, has OPEC a, just yes. on a whim saying, hey, we want to make more money this month. Yeah. So we're going to you know, ramp up production or decrease production. Right. Um, yeah. But the grocery store items, the things that we get you you know, choice every that. week, yeah, that shouldn't you know, be too yes. wildly uh, – that should be included uh, in my one man's opinion. Yeah. Hypothetically, it should. Cause because that's what I'm actually buying. That's what you're spending you know, I'm not going on. out buying pillows every yes. week. I'm buying groceries. Well, and some of these reports that are now coming out, yes, it's the you know the holiday season, um, but credit card debt's skyrocketing. So you know that's the next coming, if you want to call it that, um, is you know what's going to take place there. But again, at the same token, the interest rates on those credit cards have gone up dramatically, yeah. just because of what's taken place from you know an interest rate standpoint. So. And this isn't a uh, this administration or that administration. This happened in the 80s. It happened in the 80s, um, skyrocketed, and it's part economic policy, um, you know, and, and it's happened again now where it's skyrocketing. Now, whether or not the Fed can get it under control, that's when they talk about a soft landing or a hard landing. And, I mean, we don't know just yet. Um but I'm not buying the soft landing concept. Yeah. <laughs> there are just too many factors in there that could go sideways on you at any point in time, which yeah, we'll, we'll mess see, it yeah, up. We'll see about that. Um, what about uh, debt when it comes to debt? Since since inflation's up, since um, you know our, our interest rates are up, yes. when so, it comes to debt as a business or as an individual, what, well, what are we looking at? So uh, – as a business owner, me personally, as a business owner, the last, what, 10 years probably, if not more, um, it's free money, if you want to call it that. You paid nothing for that money. Um, but now as a business owner, you may want to pull back just a tiny bit um, because the, the the side effect of a rising interest rate environment, basically, you know, the side effect is the cost for those loans is going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And if we really do go into the, the dreaded R word, a recession, um, which we technically were in, or I should say are in, <laughs> right? but it's missing a whole bunch of other pieces to it. So that's where you see some of these people saying, oh, it's coming, you know, be prepared. So with a rising interest rate environment and you have loans sitting out there, pay the loans off um, yeah. best as you can. You um, could borrow money over the past couple of years for very cheap, for very basically low. it was, I don't want to say free, but it was, I mean, vehicles as a, you know, you saw the 0% financing for 60 months. Today, yeah. if you watch the, the TV ads, it's 3.4. Yeah, they're not saying that, that anymore. Yeah, zero doesn't exist. So, um, but again, uh, so if you're, you're, you're looking at it from a low inflation, historically um, low interest rate environment, and all that stuff has changed. So now you're in this, you know, high interest, high inflation as you go forward, um, you know, just basically carry less debt. Um, and as a business owner, um, it, it maybe put off that infrastructure that you're going to purchase or the machinery if you could squeeze a little bit more out of the machines that you have running, um, so on and so forth. So that's one of the things just to try to see where this really goes. 
Just uh, wait for a second. Yeah. Because money ain't, you know, it's not it's, free money. You still not, have to pay it back. But You got to pay it back. But back a I mean, couple years ago. Free money where it was, you know, 1%, 1.5. Yeah. Um, you know, or I think I remember seeing lines of credit at 299. Um, today, those are 12. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's huge jump. It's got, it costs the, a lot more to yes. borrow money these days. Yes. But now, the, the good side of it is yeah. this, is rising interest rate environment. We got money markets that uh, in January paid 0.15% on an annual basis, I mean, which is crazy. Um, and today they're at 275 for a for a money market. CDs that were non-existent, I mean, literally, the, you'd laugh at the rate. Um, you can do a six-month CD at uh, 4.5 on average. Mm-hmm. Um, so now cash will actually start to be king, and you can make money on your cash again. So that's the, the, the byproduct of a rising interest rate environment. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, loan programs through Small Business Association. Yes. yes. So if you're a small business owner, um, go look for the SBA um, uh, loans in a sense. They'll be a little bit I'll say cheaper from an interest rate standpoint. Um, and there's the 7A program and the, the 504 program. Each one of them do a different thing. Um, but that's something to definitely look into. Um, the, the trick is you have to play by the SBA's rules, which is you need a business plan um, and you need a, you need a financial statement. Um, and a lot of we see a lot of business owners that don't have that kind of stuff. Um, they've never gone that path. They're like, hey, I'm profitable because I got money in the bank. Um, or how could I be profitable because I don't have money in the bank? <laughs> right. Um, so SBA is going to force you to do a little bit more homework in a sense or, or budgeting and so on and so forth. They're not going to go, hey, here's a million bucks. You know, we think your business plan looks great. Um, but they can offer you a better rate. Way better rate. And um, that's just the government saying we have a fund that is yeah, built to it's, help out it's, small businesses. The, the feds are backing the actual note. So for an SBA loan, you really don't go the, – the, the underwriting for the note is done through like U.S. Bank or, you know, um, Bank of America or people like that. Commerce Bank I think is big in it too. So it's actually – the loan's through a bank but it's actually backed – here's the funny part – by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. But uh, as a – so for a small business, maybe hold off. Yeah, on any any capital improvement, unless it is wait like a couple of months. The machinery, you know, is on its last leg, and you're right. duct taping it to make it work. Then you that's can't different. make the widgets without it. Yeah, and you can't function without it. That's different. You have to do it. But if it's something where you go, hey, it's a capital improvement, maybe I'll wait just a little bit and see what really transpires. There's two camps of thought on this concept, and the the first camp of thought is that we the Fed raises this upcoming week. They pause for the first quarter of 2024, and then they go, oh, we're good, and everything is fine going forward into 23 and beyond. I don't buy that. But, again, they raise next week. They pause, and then first quarter of 23, they go, oh, that didn't work. We need more. And they start raising rates again going into 2023, and it just spirals out of control. Yeah. So maybe hang on. For as, as long as you can. About three, four months and see what really transpires what going into next year. All right. 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com is the website. You can go out to that website 
and click the top uh, right-hand button that says, give me my free book. Free book, yes. <laughs> Keep what's yours. It's the book. It's the name of the show. And when we come back, what about individuals yes. who have we'll a walk. little bit of debt? What should I do about that? And we got a little checklist here yes. for things to think about. Year-end tax planning checklist. Go through it mentally in your head with us. And if something you know pops up, yes. give Jeff a call, <laughs> 636-394-5524. We'll be right back. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Tears back to keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. Jeff, we were talking about interest rates are up. If you have debt as a small business, try to pay that off as, as quick as best possible. Eliminate it as best you can, especially if it's a variable rate. Oh, if it's a very variable rate, definitely, because uh, that could go up to skyrocket almost anything <laughs> uh, these days. But what if I'm an individual? You know, if you're an individual, the other side of the equation is look at your credit card debt. Uh, maybe transfer stuff to a zero, you know, uh, uh, interest rate going forward. Yeah, zero and, interest uh, balance transfers yes. for sixteen months. Yeah, sixteen months, and then work the math and say, hey, if it's five grand divided over sixteen months, pay it off. Yeah, you do two fifty a month, yeah. and and not have to pay all that interest. Exactly. Uh, exactly. There are obviously fees and stuff for transferring. Yeah, but but again, the interest rate. If you and the the funny part is, take your credit card statement, flip it to the second page. Most people uh, don't look at that for whatever reason, second to third page, and it'll give you the, the what the rate is, and you'll be stunned. Stunned. I mean, uh, anywhere, I mean, you know, in the 20s. <laughs> yeah. I personally um, uh, I think I need to be doing that because this time of year I'm always, well, I'll just charge it. Yeah, it's easy. You we'll know, just charge it, and I'll worry painless, about it. Painless, and then I'll worry yeah. about January. Uh-oh. Yeah, and then you go, ooh. <laughs> There's been a balance on there for three or four Christmases. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, uh, try to transfer a balance to uh, a lower interest card. Either lower interest card, zero interest rate, you know, balance transfer, something. Or sit down and take the card and say, I mean, the funny thing, I always crack up on that is some people take them and they freeze them, um, put it in a block of ice. So if you really, really, really need it, you got to work to get it. It's there. <laughs> it's but, there. You can get it. But right. if you don't, you're like, I ain't doing that. Right. So, so I guess I'm not buying that, you know. Exactly. Goose down yeah. jacket. <laughs> but uh, as far as a checklist goes yes. for uh, heading into 2023, dealing with uh, the past year that has just been 2022, Yes. What do I need to know individually? So this is the stuff that you get for the month of December that you can do that will help you. Um, first one's basically maximize contributions to your 401k, your 457f, 403b, and do not forget about the catch-up contribution. So if you're over age 50, you get an extra 6000 bucks basically to park into some of these plans. Uh, that's so, the government's way of saying, hey, you're going to have to retire soon. Exactly. You so you pace. better pick up the pace and get it going. And um, these are these are things, these are funds that can only be funded through payroll, right? So these are, yeah, these are payroll scenarios that take place. You can't write a check and put it in there. You have to take it from your paycheck. You have to take it from a year-end bonus, something of that effect. Um, and then the other ones that are kind of on our side, which is, you know, make sure you max out a traditional IRA, Roth IRA, you know, and again, we've had that debate, which one's better, just depends upon your situation. Um, and again, there's catch up provisions in those too. So you get an extra thousand bucks. 
Um, Make sure that you did your RMD, which is required minimum distribution. It has to be on that account by December 31st. If you are over the age of 72. 72 plus. That's when they start making you take it out. Yes. And there's a stated amount that has to be taken out. Um, If you miss it, your penalty is 50% of what you should have taken out. So take it out or you lose it. Yeah. Take it out or lose it. And this is the the government saying, we've let you sit on this money for long enough. Yes. We need you to take it out so we can tax you. Exactly. And then the funny part is, if you inherited an IRA and without getting into crazy tax laws, there's two tax laws out there currently. But let's say uh, four years ago or more, you inherited an IRA, you have to take required minimum distributions from that IRA. Don't forget about that. And sometimes they're $65 a year. That's it. But you have to do the obligation to take the required minimum distribution on an inherited IRA. And the funny part is um, some of them on a Roth IRA, inherited Roth IRA, you have to do a required minimum distribution on it too. Even though that is already taxed. Yeah. And if it was mine... I wouldn't have to pay taxes on and it's, it. And it's only if you can't prove where that money came from. So right. typically if you inherit money, but yet you can't prove that whoever you inherited it from, what their basis is, it falls into the category of R- uh, RMD. Yeah. So it's a little little trick out there. Um, then some of the other stuff is basically uh, gifting. Um, you know, get, So this year, 2022, um, a lot of people don't realize this yet, but in the past, we were able to do $300 as a, a, a non-itemized charitable deduction, single, or $600 as a non-itemized charitable deduction. That does not exist anymore. Mm. So um, if you're planning on giving away 600 bucks, married, filing jointly as a, just a boom, real quick, easy scenario, you have to itemize in 2022 going forward to get any charitable contributions or deductions, I should say. And itemizing, you have to reach a threshold of... 28,000 and some change. So Even with our house and stuff. Most people can't make the cuts. We're not not getting there. Um, Yeah, unless you give a ton of money away to charity and have extremely high medical bills, which... The ladder you don't want. <laughs> I gave money to Backstoppers yeah. uh, this year. I won't be able to write it off. Um, Again. But I, it wasn't $28,000. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um so, again, um, you want to make sure that, you know, basically it's gifting strategies. Um, you know, so you can give 16000 this year, $16,000 to anybody. Um, nobody pays a gift tax on it. You don't have to report it. Nothing. Um, 2023, that goes to seventeen thousand dollars as you know dollars that can be given away. Oh, okay, I see. So, so you want to give your kids if the kids, you know, if you think your kids are for, worth it. Well, um, and hit, uh, maybe dad. for like a <laughs> like a down payment on a home, down payment on a home, whatever the case may be, you can give sixteen thousand dollars cold cash away. You don't have to report no it. No questions asked. Yeah, nobody reports it. It's just a thank you, and you go on from there. Um. The biggest one is, especially with the market being down for the year, we've had a little run-up in the last 30, 40 days. Whether that hangs on, we don't know. But tax-loss harvesting. So if you look at your taxable brokerage accounts, what you're going to see is negatives everywhere. Okay, The question would be is sell them. And you would sell them to take the tax loss. So it's a long-term, short-term capital loss. You get $3,000 against ordinary income. And the funny part is a capital loss offsets a capital gain. So the concept is, is you would try to sell winners and losers. 
to make it a net zero and reset the deck in a sense. And I say reset the deck as redo your portfolios or just sell losers. Sell losers, get out of the game, take the loss. The trick on the selling the losers only is you cannot buy a similar security within 30 days. So if you sold Facebook, um, you cannot buy Facebook. You need to 31 days before you could repurchase it. Right. So be careful on that one. Even if you go, oh, well, I'm going to do it off into next year, it's still 31 days is the number. So there is it, – it seems like there's a strategy to all of this. Yes. Everything that you do when it comes to your money has a tax implication somewhere. Yes. Exactly. So – you know, whenever I take money out of the ATM, I don't really have to worry about my tax implications. No. <laughs> but when I start dealing with my retirement accounts, when I start dealing exactly. with um, my investments, all that stuff, mm-hmm. everything I do, the government wants a piece of it. Yes. So it's all about how I do it and when. Exactly. And, and you so have to build a strategy. You have to. Or else you'll probably be giving, donating. Here's my donation exactly. this year. I'm yeah. donating to the IRS. Exactly. So, Money that I probably didn't have to. Yeah. So the last one is Roth conversions. So if you have an IRA that you put money in pre-tax, it's sitting out there, you know, plan on doing anything. Um, again, depending upon age and so on and so forth, play the game. Right now you could play the game to see could you convert that to a Roth. Yes, you will pay tax. But once it's in the Roth, you will never pay tax going yeah. forward as long as you abide by the rules. So, so do you want to pay your taxes now? Do you want to pay later. them later? And again, the question is, is with everything going on, the odds are taxes are going up down the road. I really don't see them coming down. So, so maybe a, a smart option would be to pay the taxes now and mm-hmm. move it into a Roth. But we'll never know. Until you sit down with exactly. Jeff. And do some calcs and say, hey, how long does it take me to recoup the tax that I'm going to pay based upon a nominal rate of return? You know, two years, three years, five years, just depends. Yep, absolutely. And as a 41-year-old who's risky with the market and with mm-hmm. this money because I got plenty of time to make it back if it if it starts yeah. losing, yeah. Uh, maybe I don't need to necessarily think about um, that at the at the moment, no, but no. when I get to be 15, 10, five years from retirement, different story. <laughs> I need to have that plan in place yes. and working for me. Yes. That's Jeff Zufall. If you want to get a plan in place and have him crunch the numbers for you and say, hey, you know, when I retire here in five years, what what am I got? What's my tax bill going to be? That's right. He can crunch the numbers for you. 636-394-5524. And if you say, boy, Jeff, that tax bill is a lot higher than I want it to be. Well, let's do something about exactly. it. And There's all kinds of stuff. He'll crunch done. some more numbers <laughs> for you. Keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Call Jeff today, 636-394-5524. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. See you next week. Go get that tree. Yes. <laughs> You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.